Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the human wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-oak barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the party began to clear out the temple of Mammon, eventually killing the head priests and all of the cultists. After freeing the prisoners, they headed upstairs to loot the main room of the head priest. They disarmed a few traps and found the accumulated wealth of all of the prisoners and managed to distribute to everyone as fairly as possible. And now they stand alone in the middle of a former temple of demon greed. <laughs> and that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy. I've gone back to Pyramid because I needed to know that I was drinking something that I liked and I didn't have a lot of money. So I went with Pyramid, but this time I've got Apricot Ale because wheat ale always makes me happy. Oh, fuck, you get back in uh, dog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and being distracted by his dog, Carlton, why don't you tell us about what you're drinking? Or how about what I'm not drinking because I just got over having a fever, 102 fever for the past two days. So oh. I'm not drinking tonight. Fair enough. Carlton's drinking magical sky juice, a.k.a. <laughs> ginger ale. He's drinking um, Dayquil. That's what he's drinking. Uh, Travancore, how about you? Hi, I'm Jack Edithil. I play a tale of my own creation, which is a combination of bourbon, mango pineapple favored uh, vodka, a seltzer water, and pineapple juice. I'm going to call it Travancore's Fancy. There, there's a lot going on in there, but if you like it, hey. But to be honest, I drank two bottles of Pedialyte today, so... Does that mix well? Uh. <laughs> Baby, it's a lot Jonathan, less Pedialyte. Does no. it mix well with anything? I don't think so. No. Uh, Jonathan, how about you? Hi, this is Jonathan. I'm playing Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I am drinking from the Ohm Gang Brewery in Cooperstown, New York, the Game of Thrones Ale. This particular brew is the Take the Black Stout, and mm. I even have it in a fancy glass. Ooh, very nice. It says Game of Thrones on it, too. This was a present from from our lovely friend of the show, uh, Iris, a.k.a. Shadowflame. Thank you. Yay! Shout out to Shadowflame. And Bernie, what you drinking? I am drinking, it's got such a good label, I'm going to show it to you guys, and then all the friends at home can just Google image it. It's Hell's Bell. It's a Belgian-style ale, and it's from Big <laughs> Boss Brewery in Raleigh, North Carolina. That describes and you so aptly. That is I like know, right? it's if, if I had to if I had to think of a of a beer for Jules, it would be that one, or or for uh, for Bernice Q Burns. There's another one. Is it theirs? It's some. It might be theirs. It's another one that I really like, uh, called Shotgun Betty. That's by Raleigh Brewery. That's also my favoriteest beer ever. Mm. Anything with a shotgun is good, as Trocadero has taught us. So anyway, as, as I mentioned in the opening, you guys had just finished clearing out the, the cult temple to Mammon. You had gone upstairs and while managed to get into the main cultist's uh, room and unlocked his chest of all the gold in the world, managed to distribute it fairly amongst everybody. Most of the former slaves have uh, now departed, having pilfered some better clothes and gotten some good gold into their system and Willerin has gone with them he he's headed back to try to meet up with his family and you guys are uh just standing there in the middle of what used to be an evil temple uh i will say you haven't searched everywhere in the whole temple and it's about uh late in the day at this point it's about dinner time ish so what would you like to do well i say we like scour this place top to bottom that way we could turn it into fort kick-ass i curse myself for not asking for my sword back <laughs> i i'm not a completely opposed to 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 carlton's plan the consideration is do we want to spend a night 
in a temple, literally a temple of elemental evil, before it's, we've had the opportunity to cleanse this taint of evil. That's what I'm saying. We scour it first before we sleep here. It's only I mean, mid-afternoon, she said. Cleanse Can taint. I do like a... We're going to bleach this asshole. <laughs> Grown up. Oh, there's an image I'm just never getting out of, of my head. Of um, eloquence and class to our party, which, as your friend, I appreciate. But I do think we should figure out what... I'm speaking in common. I make it easier to understand. I know, baby. I know. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I agree with Jonathan. Uh, before we spend the night here, I kind of want to see what else we have missed. And I okay. just want to remind everybody that mm, we're spending the night in a temple of a god we have angered. Technically not a god. He is a demon lord. A demon lord. We have angered a demon lord. Now, and technically it's not a temple. temple. It was a fort first. Okay. So, <laughs> throwing out there that, like, not all gods are real. Not all religions were created equal. Some people are just dumb and uh, duped into whatever, you know. It's Not like Queen Bay. Hail Queen Bay. Not Hail Queen Bay. Uh, just demon lords... A higher likelihood this is an actual thing that will come try to fuck us up in the night. So, just just gonna put that out for the conversation. I'm inclined to agree with uh, Jonathan and Bernice. Uh, although, I think really, really hard. From Flumpro, I know don't know if you can hear me or not, but if you could do me a solid and keep an eye on this castle, I'd really appreciate it, and let me know telepathically if anything's going on. Roll a perception check. Oh, cool. 15, with my bonus. Uh, you reach through the ether and try to contact your flump bro. You don't hear anything back. You're unsure if it's a distance issue, if it's your lack of uh, psionic power, if it's just he's got nothing to say. You really don't know, but yeah, we don't have don't have any uh, anything back. We'll just have to take our chances. I mean, the other alternative is we become mammon slaves, and that's not really palpable, in my view, as a Travancore. But this bed looks so comfy! <laughs> I don't disagree, Carlton, but, man, we don't want to become slaves right, to this let's guy. Spend, let's spend a little time doing that search, and then after that, we can, we can make camp outside. I mean, we're used to sleeping outside if... Yeah. If everyone agrees, like like I do, that that this sleeping in here is a bad idea before we understand all the powers at work, then we should be fine just sleeping on on the stoop. The viceroy of Glenmore consents to your plan. Cotton, I will let you take a blanket outside with you and Woo-hoo. a pillow. One, Woo-hoo. one. What if I bring two and offer one to you and then steal them in the middle of the night? I'll hurt you. All right. Can we? Can we all agree, though, that when we do eventually claim this place as our own, we can rename it Fort Kick-Ass? We'll take a vote. Let's cross that bridge when we come there. You guys are good at voting on names. All right. So as, as a reminder of kind of the basic layout and what you've already seen, as far as you know, the fort is three floors. The main floor, you kind of entered in from the back, as you do into a main great area. You were told by Willerin that in one direction was the kitchen and in another direction was uh, something else you don't know and then the stairs leading upstairs. You guys went uh, downstairs first to the cellar where you found the cellar had been converted into basically a paddock for prisoners. And then you guys went upstairs to the second floor, which is where you guys are now. The main hallway that you came down on the second floor had uh, six rooms on either side. Most of the doors were open or opened by uh, former slaves. And then you guys entered the, the furthest room at the end of the hall, which was the main great room that assumably Krampus had been staying in. Uh, You've done a thorough search of this room. You've pilfered the big chest at the end of his bed. And uh, you can go from there. Where would you like to go? Uh, How how much does this chest weigh? The chest itself is pretty hefty. It is is the size of the end of the bed. So you're talking about a good four, five feet 
uh, wide. It's a good three feet tall. It's one of those heirloom chests, the big heavy wood with the iron bands around right, it. Right, but you don't think it weighs 570 pounds, do you? Probably not. All right, cool. I want to take that chest with me because I can lift 570 pounds. Okay. 570 minus 42. Minus 42. You can walk. You have legs. Bay gave you legs. In this case, it's less about the weight of the chest and more about the fact that uh, standing upright, it is, it's almost up to your chin. It's huge. And so I'm going to need you to make a dexterity check. Go ahead and... I'm looking for my dice on the table here and I realize it's all digital. Good luck. Dexterity. Yeah, give me a dexterity saving throw. Look how dexterous you are. Just stick with the saddle. What'd you get? Ten. All right, so you lift up the chest without a problem. Uh, this this thing is uh, 80, 90 pounds. It's heavy, but for you, this is nothing. And you lift it up, but you can't quite get your arms around it. And when you try to move with it, it's, it's this really ungainly weight. You can't really put it anywhere because it's like half the size of you. And you end up, you manage to set it back down without hurting yourself or anybody else, but it's a little ungainly and you're figuring you're going to need, you're going to need some time to get this thing out of this, this fort. It's not impossible, but it's going to take some effort. I call dibs on this chest when we all come back. What if you had magic muscular help? Definitely two people kind of on the ends, uh, ushering this thing down. That would be, that would be the way to go. It's going to be, Fairly slow going, especially when you're coming down the stairs, but it would be navigable. I have That's a fine. Great we can leave it here idea. until we come back. I have a great idea. Wait, guys, guys, guys. Let's hear it. Let's strap it to the bear. Shut well, up. See, I figured we could put the bedding in there and make like a little Bernie like room that you can like travel around in and be all comfy with a pillow fort. You are trying to rescue this hardcore, aren't you there, sweetie? Shadow hears you talking about the chest and he sidles up to it and kind of puts his paws on it and shoves it a little bit and then uh, Bernie gives you this this big puppy dog eyed Shadow, you want to try carrying this thing? He kind of nudges it and you can tell that he's got the strength to move it but without opposable thumbs, it's going to be hard for him to carry it. No, I'm saying we strap it onto him. He's on all fours. He is on all fours. Just so Reggie gets a chance to carry it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pick it up and put it on his back. I'll pick it up and put it on his back. All right. Uh, do you have anything to strap the chest to the bear? I think I have hemp and rope in my Dungeoneer's kit. I'm pretty sure that I do, in fact. Uh, Dungeoneer's pack... Boopadoo, soft hemp and rope. 50 feet. So that should be more than enough. Okay. You take about 10 minutes, position this thing on Shadow's back. He's uncomfortable, but he bears the weight. The chest is about... Uh, It's a little bit smaller uh, than he is, but not by much. And what's going on? He bears the weight. He bears the weight. You're the worst. Embarrassment damage or... Oh, embarrassment uh, damage? Only if I'd done it on purpose, which I didn't. Okay. So Alright, in that no. case, I, I reassure him saying, Hey man, I will make this up to you. Let me see if I can find some salmon in town. All I'm saying is I've been collecting a lot of trophies and I'm gonna need somewhere to store them. So you manage to use the heppen rope to kind of bind uh Shadow the 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 chest to Shadow's back. He's he's able to carry it without a problem, but he's a little ungainly and you might need to give him some help getting through doorways and downstairs. I'm happy to help provide that help. All right. So you now have a bear with a chest on his back. What would you like to do next? Let's go um, to the kitchen. Yeah, definitely there'll be stuff in there. I want to go up. We're we're in the middle floor, right? So there's still an upstairs? You're on the top floor. Okay. We, and we've pretty well scoured the top floor, right? Actually, no. No, you... we only went to the main room. We All right. Really well, why check... don't we do this? Why don't we send a couple of people down, in the, down to the kitchen? And then let's say me and Travancore up top. And then, and then uh, Carlton and Bernie head down, and uh, and we can do some searching. Sounds good, bro. Yep. All right. So 
Bernie and Carlton take off downstairs uh, with the kitchen in mind. Let's start with the upstairs. You guys are in the main room. Uh, if you exit that main room back into the hallway, you can see the doors leading into the other six rooms that you had a vague sense were other bedrooms. Uh, there is the staircase on the far side of the hallway leading back down to the main floor. And there are two other doors set on either side of the staircase that are not opened. Where would you like to go? I feel my left door. I feel good about left door. Let's go left door. You guys going to slice the pie? You going to go clear, clear, no. <laughs> left door of, like, the very first door in the hallway? I think I hear a voice, but it's downstairs, so I couldn't possibly hear that voice. Could I, Dungeon Master? No, nah, probably not. Oh. They probably wouldn't have heard you. Most okay, of so my imagination. Door, like, the very first door to your left as you come out of the main room? The main bedroom? Yo. Yeah. It's already been opened. It is. All of these rooms look like they were once garrison rooms for maybe guards or uh, other people who were involved in the upkeep. They're large for a bedroom, but you get the sense that with like a bunk bed or two beds, that this was like a, a double room. The cultists have revamped this into single occupancy rooms and it's fairly plush interior. This one has a bright red rug on the floor, kind of a, a an oval shaped rug. It's got a bed. It's got a nice desk over on the left-hand side that you notice is kind of empty. There's nothing really on it. The window itself is uncovered and you've got a, a fair Really nice view. Um, you can kind of barely see the lake and then off into the Greenland. You don't notice anything in particular. Do you want to search anywhere? Or you want to just keep looking at rooms? Does the desk have drawers? It does. You rifle through the drawers. Uh, you do find a pouch containing 10 gold. Yes! You find uh, a quill and some ink and a, a couple sheets of paper, nothing written on them. You find a small leather bound, well, it looks like it should be a journal. When you open it up, the first page has a name scrawled on it in like very fancy script. It, it looks like it says Martin Quindale. And there's a date as though someone was starting to make a journal. And then the rest of the pages are blank. I, and that's all you find. I obviously date the gold and also the, uh, the note. Oh, it's not a note. It's a it's a leather bound journal. Leather, it just says the the journal. Then. Yeah. And, okay. And shadows with me, right? He has wisely stopped in the hallway. This door was a single door, ah. and he looked at it and kind of felt the chest on his back and decided not to try it. So he's hanging out in the hallway for the moment, unless you'd like to try to get him into the bedroom. That's fine. I'll hold on to the journal and the uh, and the ten gold, which I split with my my. My team, my comrades, because that's how Trapping Cole rolls. Okay. Now, are you are you planning on just kind of searching all six rooms? Jonathan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, let's keep going. Cool. Okay. For the interest of this expediency, why don't you guys roll me some perception checks? Uh, let me see what I perceive. Not much. It's a six. Ooh, oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. That is a 19. All right. The other rooms are laid out pretty much in an identical fashion. So the, the bed's in different places. The desk is in different places. Uh, a couple of them have some curio cabinets with some clothing in it. Most of the other rooms are, are pretty sparse. They all have the makings of, of papers and pens and quills and, and writing implements, but no one's really taken any notes. You do find two more pouches. One has 14 gold. The other has uh, 17 gold in it. Jonathan, in one of the middle rooms, you it looks like most of the slaves have kind of taken any of the finery that they could find to put back on as they left. But you do find that one of the rooms actually looks like it was undisturbed. And inside the closet, you are pawing through, you know, nice clothes, nice clothes, nice clothes, some kind of workman's clothes. Uh, and then you find a cloak. It's a, it's a pretty nice green cloak, and you can feel some magic radiating off of this thing. So go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. All right. I don't think you'll need it. Nope. <laughs> wow. What'd you get? Uh, all told, a 26. All right. This is definitely a magic cloak. You find it's, it's a favored cloak. Once per day, the bearer may roll a saving throw with advantage. Nice. 
Uh, so go ahead and write that down. You do have to be attuned to it. So you're going to have to wait for, a sh uh, if, if you want to put it on, if you want to give it to someone else, they're going to have to basically spend a short rest attuning to it. But once that's done, you put this cloak on and uh, once per day, you get an advantage on a saving throw. What's it called again? A It's favored cloak. Favored cloak. It looks on the outside just like a really nicely tailored, simple green cloak with a hood but you can feel the magic off of it. Otherwise, nothing else of note in the upstairs rooms. You can check out the two doors on the other side of the stairwell, or you can head back downstairs. Uh, let's, I, I, I say, I come out of the, of the bedroom I was in, and I look fucking fabulous, because this cloak is awesome. And so I kind of do a flourish as I leave, and I put my hands on my hips, like Superman style, and I'm like, Travancore! I think we're done here. And I, and I look at the ceiling, like, but I'm not really looking at anything. I'm just posing. Hips don't lie, bro. Let's head downstairs. So as you guys head downstairs, Bernie and Carlton, you've gone down the stairs a little earlier. And you said, did you want to go to the kitchen? Yes. Where the food stuff is. So you head down the stairs. At the bottom, there is a fairly large landing area that has the main entrance to the temple right in front of you you make a right you go back into the the big altar area with now a lot of dead bodies and go through the opposite door uh from the altar area and you enter a fairly utilitarian kitchen and dining area the main part of it is dotted with small round tables with nice red sheets on them uh you can see place settings out as though uh some people had just been finishing up a meal or others might have been coming to to start a meal though it's fairly nice silverware the plates look pr pretty nice you head back into the back area where there is a kitchen and there's another door a big wooden door leading out from the kitchen kitchen itself is a medium-sized kitchen, something you would expect in a fort this size to accommodate, say, about a dozen soldiers and, and some ancillary people. And it looks like a meal had just been finished being prepared. There's a whole bunch of dishes drying in a rack. You can see uh, someone was kind of in the process of cleaning, and um, there's not much out. What would you like to do? I want to hop up on the calendar and perform Be Our Guest. Okay. <laughs> or the can Give the counter. Give me a dexterity uh, saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Okay. Dexterity. Yeah. What's my dex give me a dex. Check? Give me a dex check. Okay, it's just a straight up d twenty. Can I get a boost bonus? <laughs> <laughs> I'll can, I'll let you add can I get a athletics. Boost bonus? I'll I'll let you add athletics if you've got athletics in there or acrobatics. I'll let you add one of those. I don't, they're all dexterity. I just want a boost from Carlton up on the counter. He can he can do that without a problem. He can get okay. you up there. But if you're gonna dance, I need a dexterity check. Oh, uh, I'm not really gonna dance. I was gonna like grab a plate and pretend I was maybe Mrs. Potts. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe Lady <laughs> Lumiere. Okay, Mrs. Wait, are you calling yourself Beauty and me the Beast? No, I'm saying I'm Lumiere and you're Cla Cogsworth. Cogsworth. All right, you get boosted up onto the counter. You um, you do a little bit of a jig. Life you know, nothing special, so but you don't have a, a lot of room. For you a grab who's not serving. He's not whole without a soul. Remember, you less than thirty seconds. Put it on your head. It's ridiculous. You can't see anymore. You go to grab another pot. And because you can't see, you actually end up grabbing a jug and you feel something slosh around inside of it. And the, uh, you get sloshed by the inside of this jug that is now covered. You're now, the side of you is covered in vinegar. Nice. So as she's dancing around like a fool after I put her up there, I want to like uh, raid the cupboards yes. and check all that for anything uh, special. Okay. Uh, Carlton, make me a, a perception check. Bernie, go ahead and make me an arcana check. Uh, why we only live to serve wisdom and I'm Try proficient in that so. it's delicious don't believe me ask the dishes and that's All right, 19 after my counter. proficiency <laughs> okay I have no proficiency oh critical fail <laughs> oh. oh like okay. I said and that's when I fall off the counter <laughs> I go I go is that magic and I just wham 
you you don't know why you were tingling for a second, but you know maybe it was just the joy of dancing on the counter. Or the vinegar. Carlton, the kitchen is well stocked. You can see that there's there's an ice box there. There with a, a lot of fresh cheeses and meats. There's a whole big pantry filled with canned food. This place was pretty well stocked. There's seasoning. There's spices. Is there there's, a lot of wine? Uh, you haven't seen any alcohol just yet. That's disappointing. This is well. This is just the the actual kitchen. We're portion. halfway to our wine and cheese party, guys. We're halfway there. We have the <laughs> cheese. We just need the wine. You do find a lot of really nice pots and utensils. This is this is the fully stocked, ready to go kitchen, but nothing nothing beyond that. Can All I right, roll uh, a perception check? Sure. For what? I don't know. I mean, I hit a nineteen. Oh, you did a perception. I thought you were doing Arcana check. Can I try again no. my Arcana check? Can I be like... Sadly, well, you've already done your Arcana. Can I so do an Arcana check for like, her? If you would like to roll an Arcana check and see if there's any magic items about, you're more than welcome to. Uh, 17? Okay. <laughs> yes. And like under, from under my like jug helmet, um... I'm Carl, like, what I... you got for me, Carlton? And then I go, course by course, one by one, till you shout, get off my tongue. I know Are all you the words trained in Arcana? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trained okay. in Arcana. That's just Neither a straight up I. intelligence. Bernie is dancing about having a grand old time. She spilled vinegar on herself from this jug that, as you're looking around, you notice the jug that she's grabbed, it's a really nice jug. It's It's this really interesting clay pot with these inscriptions on them that you can't quite read and the hairs on the back of your neck stand up a little bit and you're like oh there's something magical about that and you don't really know what that it is there's something Bernice. magical about no, that I'm gonna, um, suddenly i feel like um the god of thunder and don't you i dare look smash up it. from underneath my pot and i go carlton watch this and you have a certain amount of time if you would like to stop me because <laughs> I'm about to go I like this kitchen another Bernie I'd like you to roll me a strength check and Carlton I would like you to roll me yeah give me a dexterity check or can I try to intimidate her into saying don't do it you I'll can... take an Acrobatics or an athletics check. Could do a if you got one of those. Uh, did you say acrobatics or athletics? I'll take acrobatics or athletics since you're basically either trying to. I'll take athletics because I'm proficient in athletics well. and strength is my. Okay. Fuck. So athletics would be you're trying to wrest it from her. God damn it! I crit one. Yeah, Bernie. So even uh, with my proficiencies, it would have been a six. But a crit one's a crit one. Oh my god, Bernie, you're the worst. Okay, <laughs> Bernie. And that's coming from me. I'm just lifting it up in the air at this point. You still got some time. Oh, I thought you were. I I'm about one. to. I'm about to. I'm considering it hardcore. I'm just like waving it very. All right. Can I? Can I try to intimidate her to, to not do it? And I'm like Thor, God of Thunder. I could have sworn that you said that you had actually dropped it. To. I said I'm about to. I'm not dropping it yet. I'll give All right. One more chance to keep me from. Can being I? Stupid. Can I tell her to not to do but it? I'm with... high. I'm high on show tunes right now. Well, uh, roll either a persuasion or an intimidation, whichever right. you prefer. I'm an intimidator. Uh, that comes to a 12 with intimidation. Do I need to roll a saving throw? Bernie, go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw. Or not a constitution, a, a wisdom saving throw. Bernie, if you smash that pot before we find out what it is, I hope you're going to want to get used to walking. <gasps> That's pretty persuasive on its own. I don't think I need to roll for that. <laughs> Your legs have made entrophied a little bit, so I hope you want to get used to walking. My if you smash that pot before we find out what I it is, more about muscle atrophy than you do. It's up to you. Say, Carlton, don't try to use big words. Do you give him the pot, or do you smash it? <sighs> I don't have to use big words. I have big muscles. Hand over the pot, and I say, if you can figure out what this is, we share it. We'll figure out what it is, and then we'll decide if we smash it together or we share it together. We share it. We share it. And I hand it over. Okay. I just wanted to scare everyone. You now have a, a very lovely uh, something magical pot. We can ask Jonathan. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You said yeah. there was a door to the back of the kitchen? There is. I, I'm going to go back there. because I keep the pot on my head, but I hop off the counter and I walk through the door. 
Okay. You open the door. It's not locked. What you find is a small storeroom. There is obviously there used to be a doorway that led out of the storeroom, possibly to the backyard or somewhere else. But it's been boarded and half bricked over from the inside, which is kind of weird. Otherwise, it's just kind of a simple storeroom. You find a, a few barrels of grain and wheat. You find a bag or two of flour. This is kind of where all of the, the large stock kitchen supplies are being held. You do find a wine rack. And in the wine rack are uh, six decent quality bottles of red uh, it's of a vintage you're not that familiar with, but uh, it seems to be nice bottles of red wine. So, wine and cheese housewarming party, Bernie? Wine and cheese! Yes! Alright, we're going to have a wine and cheese housewarming party when we took over this bitch. Alright, at, at this point, Travancore and Jonathan have managed to maneuver Shadow down the stairs. Alright, that's right, that's right, no, 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 okay, alright, stop, stop, Shadow, stop, Shadow, 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 stop, stop. Hey, Shadow. 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 Okay, come forward. Come forward. All right. No. No, no, no. Okay. All right. All right. You good? You good? Be down. All right. All right. We got it. He he gets down without crashing into the walls too many times and kind of settles into the into the foyer. I want to... I want to... Are they near the kitchen yet? Nope. They're in the foyer. I want to run really fast out of the kitchen and I want to slide on my knees and I want to take the pot off my head and I say, Monsieur's Mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride <laughs> and greatest pleasure that I welcome you tonight. <laughs> like, you finally like... manage to navigate Shadow down. Everything's safe. All of a sudden you hear the pitter-patter of little feet and this weird kind of thunk, 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 thunk noise. And then out of nowhere, this gnome that you're fairly familiar with, with a giant pot on her head, comes sliding across the tile, singing gaily at you. I slowly walk out after her because my steps are a lot larger, so it doesn't take nearly as much effort. And I'm like, you see what shit I had to put up with? I say, Travancore, clearly the madness of this place has already already affected poor Bernice. She almost smashed a magical jug. By the way, Jonathan, what we is this magical know jug? That it's magic. Perhaps it's best that we take the wine and take our leave. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go set up camp outside so so the madness can can leave our poor friend Bertie. Well, we need to know if we need to smash this here or if we need to take it with us. So what is this magical let's jug? Take, uh okay, fine. In I- fairness, just just so you know, there is one other place you haven't looked at. When you guys are coming down the stairs, to the right was the doorway that led into the, the main temple and the kitchen. To the left is another door that you guys have not been through yet. Let's go through that. Let's go through that door. Yeah, you guys do that. I'm going to stay here with our mad friend and handle the, uh, the clay pot. Shadow, follow them. Okay, so who's doing what? I think Travancore and I are going to explore. Jonathan has the clay pot to investigate. And making sure our pothead doesn't get in any more trouble. I'm fine. I'm just having fun. I'm going to explore with you guys. Okay. Okay. Jonathan, you find a comfortable spot in the foyer and sit down with this kind of weird clay pot with the runes on it that has been handed to you. Shadow sidles up next to you and kind of half sits down next to you and goes, (sighs) and roll me an arcana check. Roll that beautiful arcana check. Uh, 21. Nice. Your friends were correct. It is definitely a magical pot. Uh, do you have your phone nearby? Yes. Okay. I am about to send you something. Ooh. Secret knowledge. It's easier this way. Metagaming for a little bit. I love this because if, and it's another reason why we should all have our phones out. I mean, I know it may be a distraction, but if Lauren wants to tell us something that she doesn't want anyone else to know that we can kind of play with, I, I love this. I have other ways of doing it. Uh, time, this is the easiest way to do it. So while he's checking over the pot, the three of you go through the other door. I should have saved it for town. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it leads into a library. It is a rather large kind of study library. Uh, you get the sense that in the 
that this is repurposed to be a library. It didn't used to be that way. It might've actually been um, some more barracks or a place where there were armaments set up, but now there's a couple of very large bookshelves set up along the walls. There's a bunch of different round tables um, with various pieces of paper and quills and inks and a bunch of books lying open. Like they were in the middle of, of doing some, some pretty intensive study. There's a very nice fireplace at the end of the room. It is smoldering a little bit, not not fresh fire. It's been out for a little while. As you look through the room, you can see that the the bookshelves themselves are separated into three generalish categories. There seems to be uh, one that's all about history and theology. There's one shelf that seems to all be about various types of magic. And the third shelf seems to be just kind of a random collection of topics. The books that you find on the table are accompanied by a lot of notes. And the books themselves seem to be general history of the area. There's a couple of myths and legends books. And all of the handwriting and the note-taking seems to be in one specific hand. And they're all dealing with the myth of... Uh, and you've actually heard about this story before. It's the myth of the Purbeck Mine Wizard. And uh, you can see just notes scribbled all over the place. And just as you quickly glance about, that's what you notice is uh, these are all notes about the legends of the Purbeck Wizard and the the books that are lying open. And then there's just dozens of tomes on the shelves. Do we need to do like a history check to see what we know about it? Yeah, I'd love a history check. Can I do a back of the neck tingling arcana check again? If you would like. Because I feel like there's four of us and we found three magical items so or so far. Or actually one was a trap potion yeah. thing, but six on my history check. Intelligence. I got a three. Uh eighteen for my back tingling back of the neck feeling. Okay. Uh Travancore and Bernie, the name sounds familiar. You've heard this story before. You don't know if you've heard it in passing. You don't know if maybe Soria said it to you at some point or sang a song about it. The name sounds super familiar, but the details are escaping you. Can we pick up the notes and take it with us? Just the notes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's about six or seven pieces of paper. You do notice the books that are lying open do have notes scribbled in the margins, but most of the serious note-taking seems to be on five or six different scrolls lying about on this on this table. Carlton, your super crazy uh, spidey sense for magic doesn't tingle in this room. Okay. Good to know. Lauren, would you say that it has been two actions since they went into that room, at least? Well... <laughs> that has been two actions? Yes. Well, actions aren't really... A, that's a combat thing. Yes. It's six seconds, actually. It has been It has been more than six seconds, yes. Okay. As you guys come out, you see that I, that Jonathan the Magimuscular is kind of sitting on the floor with the jug, chugging a liquid God from it. God damn it. <laughs> that's not possible because I spilled the vinegar all over me. Oh, you said vinegar already? Uh, she didn't say anything. That There was some vinegar left over in it. So if you've activated it with something else, you're still okay. But whatever you've activated with now has to stay that way, I believe, for 24 hours. Uh, until the Jesus next mug? dawn. I So you come out and I'm chugging. I'm like, hey, guys. So I totally arcade the shit out of this. Uh, it, it's I, I think it's called an acumus. Al alchemist jug so you name a thing and it makes the thing and then the next morning you can name a different thing but I named beer and it's great god damn it should never have hey, handed it over hey, it's, it's, it's not it's not roll, <laughs> run out yet you want some and I offer it to uh, to Carlton because there's no way I've drank four gallons of beer at this point. The jug is only able to hold a gallon of liquid by itself. So the most you could have chugged would be a gallon and you'd be dead. Well, it says the max amount is four gallons for beer. It'll produce a maximum of four gallons, but the jug itself only holds a gallon at a time. Oh. So yeah. what, So the way it works is I would I would cork it and then uncork it and then it would have more beer. 
Yeah, or if you're pouring it uh, afterwards, you can uncork the jug as an action and pour that liquid out up to two gallons per minute. The maximum amount of liquid the jug can produce depends on the liquid you've named. So I would right. just like to point out, who the fuck uses this to make vinegar? There are specific things this jug can make. I'm and like, beer happens to be one of them. I'm vinegar like, happens to be I'm pretty thing. sure it can, if you want it, don't, don't say acid. Acid would be bad. But also, don't know. say Thank poison. You. Don't don't do that. Salt water might be useful. Oil, eh, maybe. But but mostly beer. Also, don't say mayonnaise because be that's wine? disgusting. I think it can. Not as much as beer, though. Well, he handed it to me. I I take a drink and I cork it and I hold on to it. Uh, he hands it to you. Yeah, it's still full of beer. Yeah, I take my I take my big Carlton size swig. Jonathan. You're super drunk. Yay! <laughs> when you told the jug to make beer, you did not know that it was going to make something that was like 12% alcohol by volume. <laughs> and you drank a lot. How much did he drink? How much did he drink? Enough uh, that in the few minutes that you were gone, he's already gotten drunk. Well... <laughs> I, I have a just... I have a dainty wizard, and you can once you're sober enough, you can share all the fun properties of that jug. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do? Nah, let's bail, man. I'll be right back. I have to pee. That's what I want okay. to do. You guys are gonna head outside so Bernie can pee. Now, abyssal is that the language demons speak? Abyssal usually is the language that demons speak. Yes. Okay, so a a, a half demon type friend of ours would be able to translate abyssal, perhaps. If you're talking about Dorvine, the tiefling, uh, it is very possible she speaks abyssal. It would be racist to say that because she is a tiefling, she must speak abyssal, but... Maybe we'll ask her, hey, do you know anybody who speaks abyssal? You happen to know a lot of people in town. That's true. What do you have that's abyssal? The uh, the drapery that had the abyssal writing on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that. I didn't. I wrote it down. Okay. I thought you were talking about the jug. The the, the jug has runes on it that uh, John... Are they dwarven? They are not. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, Travancore, you recognize them as elven. Oh. Damn it, it's the other script. I read them. <laughs> the runes are... It's a weird collection of words. It says, basically, jug of everlasting things. All right, and you guys are heading outside? Yeah, I convey this information yeah. to my group, and I say, let's call it... The Jug of Ages. Why is it the Jug of Ages? Is this a Jesus reference? Well, it's a Def Leppard reference, which are words oh. from another realm, which you may not be familiar with. But yeah, Jug of Ages. What do you guys think? J- jug of Ages? Nah, jug of Ages? I like the Jug of Infinite Beer. But it doesn't just make beer. It also makes mayonnaise. Ah, it does. Jug of Infinite Mayo it is. It makes two gallons of mayonnaise, which is the best thing ever of all time. No! <laughs> We're opening up a sandwich shop. I recoil in horror. This is an actual thing out of the DMG. It is amazing. Can we call it Miracle Jug? Yes, please. Oh my god, I love Miracle Jug. Miracle Miracle Jug. Jug. I'm good at naming things. Technically, it's called an alchemy jug, but I like Miracle Jug better. All right, you guys head outside. Fair enough. Miracle Jug. You find Reggie where you parked him. And are you just going to make camp nearby? Or it's The sun is starting to set at this point. Do we have time to head? How far are we from uh, from Greenest? You could head back, but you probably wouldn't arrive back until well into the night. We'd get lost. Eh, camp it is. I, I like camp. camp. You're technically, it's about four and a half miles. So it probably would only take you about an hour or two. But with the sun going down, you would be walking in the dark. Camp. So you guys hunt around a little bit. The fort was built on the side of a very small lake, and you actually find a very nice grassy area just outside of where the kind of rocky beach is that is has plenty of sight lines, is far enough away from the fort that you're feeling comfortable about not being too near Mammon, set up a campfire, um, set up for the night. Is there anything you guys want to do before you head to bed? Do you guys get any food? <gasps> Food's good. I like food. Yeah. You guys have brought food. your rations with you. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, how about we uh, grab some of that wine and cheese and have a little mini wine and cheese party? Let's make fondue. I'm, I'm down with that. You did think about grabbing, uh, you grabbed two bottles of that really nice red and a block of cheese. And, and so you do bread. have that with you. And some bread and a pot so we can make fondue. 
There you go. Jonathan, are you going to imbibe in the wine after you've imbibed in the beer? Can it make wine? The jug can, but you have to wait until dawn before it can make wine at this point. Uh, Carlton found oh, basically yeah. the Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll drink more. Yeah, I'm good. I've got my I've got beer jug. I'm, hmm. I'm good and happy. Okay. Uh, anything else before you guys uh, head to bed and create a watch? I want to make a point that Travancore, having considered the last time he drank, he turned to a pot of plank, plant, uh, avoids drink this, at this time. Okay. You spend some quality time with Shadow. You kind of unhook him from the, the giant empty uh, chest that Carlton has made sure is strapped, uh, strapped to his back. And he's, he's pretty appreciative. He comes up. Well, we could strap it over to Reggie in the morning. Yeah. It's Reggie's problem now. Reggie's not with us. Yeah, he is. Oh, wait, he is? Yes, she is. Oh, okay. It's a she, remember? Reginald, Reginalda. Reginalda D. Regulus II. Yeah. A.K.A. Reggie. Um, I guess I'll take first watch. Second. Got Jonathan, you sleep all night. I'll go third. Bernie, you also have to sleep all night. If Bernie takes the third watch, technically she can get enough sleep to get her spells back. All right, Carlton, roll me a perception check as everybody heads off to bed. Uh, 18 after my proficiency. All right. The sun goes down after a couple of hours of enjoying the company of your friends, drinking, telling stories. Uh, everybody heads off to sleep. The stars come out. You stand up, stretch your legs, and the your watch goes quietly. All right. You wake Travancore up for his part of the watch and bed down without a problem. I'm like, hey, buddy. Wakey, wakey. Hands off, snakey. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm up. Thanks, bro. Um, I'm, I'm up. Dragoncore, roll me a perception check. You got it. Oh, wow, God. really? We're gonna die. Five. We're gonna die. Five with my bonus. Die in the night. We're all gonna die. Wander around a little bit. You end up uh, wandering back over to where Shadow and Reginalda are are curled up, just outside of the fire where where all of your friends are bedded down. Shadow sees you and and you come on over, give him scratchies. Give him more scratchies. You two are kind of still getting to know each other. And so you're like, you know, oh, you like to be scratched there? Not so much there. Like, oh, okay, no biting there. No, no, no. <laughs> easy, easy. And the next thing you know, your watch is over and you've spent the whole time just kind of staring at your bear. Aw. Don't right. we all just stare at the bear every now and then? I'll, <laughs> I'll head over to Bernice with a special note to Shadow to keep your distance. You know, Bernice is still kind of, kind of hates you. That's right. Damn fucking right, I do. All right, Bernie, roll me a perception check. Oh! Whoa! Oh! Nat 20. Oh! I Drink. am well-rested and perceptive as a fuck. I got a 22. You survey the area. You kind of take a look out over the lake. The stars are out, and so it's, it's pretty easy from the moonlight and the starlight to keep an eye on everything, even though the fire has completely died down to just embers. And I have that special darkness vision. You do. Uh, it's basically what it is, is for a certain distance, everything is kind of in black and white, but then eventually it's it's dark. But as I said, it's a clear night. You're in a big open area. The uh, Towards the end of your watch, you could swear you see uh, shadows passing in front of one of the windows of the the fort, which is weird. Like in front, like outside in front or inside? Inside, okay. like, um, you didn't leave any light sources on in there, but obviously, like, you can kind of see through the windows. And as you're looking at this fort and, and contemplating it, you could swear you see something move just, you know, like, darker darkness and then move across. But that's all you see. And the rest of your watch goes without a problem. The sun comes up. You guys are up and at them and have some breakfast. And what would you like to do? I want to over a nice breakfast. Course by course, one by one. No. So how'd gonna... your guys' watch go? <laughs> my nothing happened on my watch. How about you, Travi? Anything happened interesting with you? Nah, mostly I play with Shadow. There, ah, there. Good job watching. Yeah, you know. Um. So funny thing happened last night on the way to the forum. Um pretty sure there's something still inside there. Like 87.8% sure that there's some shit living up on that second floor. 
thought we scoured the second floor. I explained about the shadows. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Know. Did you see anything, Travancore? He already said he saw the underside of his bear. I know. Ah, uh, underside of the bear? That's some creative license there, friendo. <laughs> you were given belly scratches, right? Oh. That's an underside. That's a soft underbelly that could easily be penetrated with a knife. You did give a few belly scratches over over the course of your watch. Well, I relay as much to Carlton. Well, you guys want to go back to town and do a shopping montage? I'm I'm good with that. I kind of want to yeah. buy some more apples. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I got three mouths to feed now. Horses like apples. Bears maybe like apples. I, I come like around apples. from a tree after doing my morning business, and somehow I have sunglasses Why on. Why do you poop in a tree? No, I'm just like guys. Guys, I I don't feel I don't I don't feel real good. So yeah, let's go back to town. Oh god. Wait, can I whisper Pedialyte to the jug and give it to Jonathan? It unfortunately <laughs> does not make that. It can make water. Hold on, I just need to clarify. Is he climbing down from the tree or behind? Coming from behind the tree. I really thought you said you were climbing down from the tree and so now No, I said I was coming around from the tree. Oh, around, because I'm pretty sure you said down, and I'm pretty sure Jonathan poops in trees now. I'm just... <laughs> there's, that's some character Try, Trying to hit targets. Expecting. Practicing my rain spell attack. The shadow shit in the woods. That's nobody's <laughs> business but the Turks. And shadows, I guess. There's a bear shit in the woods. Get it. Uh, okay. I, I got it. Funny Let's joke. go back to town. so funny. Let's walk four miles. I'm going to go to the Running King. Alright, you guys gather up your stuff, and you walk four miles back to Greenest. Where would you like to go? I'm going to go to the Running King. I'm going to go with Trap Carlton because I feel like we don't spend enough time together. Uh, so Reggie gives a little bit of a... <sighs> and follows you with the giant chest on his back. <laughs> you head on over to the Running King. They go to the stables. They're a little familiar with that. You head inside. By the time you get there, it's about lunchtime. And the place is hopping. It's it's full of people. You see Soria actually in the far corner playing on the loot. And uh, there's patrons everywhere and people are having a good time. I, I kind of like raise a hand over to Soria and give her a little wink. Like a little nod of like, hey, I see you. Hello. She notices you and winks back at you without missing a beat. Cool. Uh, I like to go up to the barkeep and ask if uh, Dorveen is in. The one that you go up to is the, the same older gentleman from before. He says, oh, yes, Thomas. She, she is in. Yeah, Thomas, exactly. Thomas, very correct, sir. Yes, she she is in. Would you like me to go get her? Uh, yeah, either uh, she can come out here or if you, she prefer, uh, I can come back with you. For the safety of my job, why don't I go get her? And he turns around and hobbles away. Uh, takes a, just a few moments and Dorveen comes back out. She is wiping her hands on a towel as though she had just washed them. And a big smile lights up her face. She says, my friends, how may I help you? Dorveen, how are you? I am doing lovely. Thank you, Carlton. First, how is Onsera doing? She is much better. I've spent quite a lot of time putting her wing back on and... It is still sore, and it will be a few more days before we are complete and she is healed, but it it must feel good to be whole again. I'm glad Thank she's you feeling... Thank you once again so much for all of your help. It's the least we could do. Now, as you can see, your place is very popular, so I'm assuming you know many people. But of course. We, we were clearing out this uh, Temple of Mammon, and we found this drapery, I'm which... I'm sorry, you wait, but... She says something under her breath in a language you don't quite catch. She says, Did you... Were you in a temple to Mammon? Well, it was until we killed them all. Are we all together at this point? I had assumed you all walked on in. I want to hold up my little, like, medallion and be like, Yes, bitch! She looks at it, looks back at you and says, Dragon cultist temple of Mammon... What is this place coming to? Where are you going to find all of this evil? Uh, apparently right outside Greenest. Yeah, all the more important, Dorveen, that you know what's going on. Because I'm sure you want to be in the know. There are times and where I feel maybe I ignorance really is bliss. But you are correct. This is true. Uh, but I was wondering if you would know somebody who would be able to translate this. And I show her the abyssal's drapery. 
Uh, so you kind of pull it out of your pack. It's it's very large. It, I was it, kind of wearing it as a scarf. <laughs> oh, okay. You unfurl it. It's very large still. It uh, It's like the fourth Doctor on, scarf. It lays on top of the, the bar. She has to kind of cock her head and look at it sideways. And you see her mouthing as she's reading it off. And um, she says, oh, it's... It says... Wealth and power and glory. Yeah, oh, I didn't know you. I didn't realize you spe- spoke it. Okay, we just wanted to make sure it wasn't a bad omen or anything like that. Um, anything that comes from Mammon is a bad omen. Right, but is... with the dragon cultists and Mammon, we just wanted to make sure they weren't in cahoots. Even though it's highly unlikely that they were, with these dark days, you never know. I look at her and I go, cahoots. <laughs> she kind of tilts her head in your direction and says, neither of these are good. However, I will say this. Dragon cultists so far have never tried to lie or deceit or be sneaky. This devious nature is what Mammon is. He is a manipulator. He will lie and cheat and steal. He will take what he wants and make you believe that you are the better end of the deal. And what is worse, in my opinion, but those who would steal behind your back with a smile or those who would just take from you. Hmm. This is disgusting. Get it off of my back. I immediately scrumple it up and take it off her bar. I'm like, and my apologies. Uh, we were just trying to make sure everything was... Trying to make the place safe. I understand. You did not know. Where exactly is this temple that you have found? Uh, It's about four miles outside town. We're planning on... cleansing it and turning it into Fort Kick-Ass. Four miles. And I see the name is still up for suggestions. We're voting on it later. (laughs) She says, is this the fort that's on the side of the lake near the mine? I believe so, yes. I believe that's what our presence that guides us told us previous uh, days ago. Hmm. (laughs) Did you find Brookstone Hold? I wonder. And she looks down the bar to a an older gentleman who is actually seated at the bar drinking. He looks to be about 65. Uh, he's got big, gnarled, old, withered, weathered hands. Looks like he's been just working the dirt all of his life. He's uh, almost completely bald, just a few wisps of hair, uh, this big hawk-like nose. He looks nasty, but Dorvine calls out to him and says, uh, Marcus, would you come here for a second? He had been like, just like poured over his beer. Hearing Dorvine call to him, he looks up and this smile appears on his face and he he gets off the stool and he comes on over and he says, ah, Dorvine, what can I do for you? And she says, you know the story of uh, of the, the Purbeck wizard, do you not? And he says, ah, everybody in this then this town knows the story and he gets up onto a stool next to you guys and says you guys don't know the story i I do not and if you be willing to tell me the story i'll buy your next round yeah i like i like this man talking to you dorvine is always a good thing and she she smiles and nods and dorvine just go ahead and put his next round on our tab i will do just that and i look i look over at jonathan (laughs) and i whisper in his ear and i go i think you have some competition I changed my stance on drinking and decided to imbibe as well. All right. So you order a drink and Marcus sits down and he gets his second drink. He doesn't even wait to finish the first one. Like the second one is ordered right away and he's practically double fisting, but he's got this grin on his face. He's got this, even these severe features just kind of lit up by the screen. He goes, I haven't told the story in forever. This is great. You really don't know the story. How long have you guys been in town? Not long. Not long. That explains it. Oh, the Purbeck mine. So centuries ago, there used to be this mine over by uh, that hole that the 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 and Dorvine shines in and says, "Bruckstone Hold." Ah, yeah, Bruckstone Hold. That was that was it. That was it. Yeah, place was place was just full of gems and 
all kinds of precious stones and marble. And they'd hired a whole bunch of dwarves to go dig the place out. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this wizard shows up. And this wizard attacks the town, and attacks the, the hold. And he says that he's taking the mine for himself. And he goes and he kills all the dwarves in the mine. And he turned into a green dragon and took the mine for his lair. And no one's ever been able to get that mine back. And at this point, the gentleman next to him, who is a slightly younger gentleman, uh, seems to be wearing kind of blacksmith clothes, says, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you, I hate to interrupt. I've been over, overhearing. You don't have the story correct. It wasn't a wizard. It wasn't a wizard that attacked that turned into a dragon. It was a dragon that attacked. The dragon was looting the mine because of the gems, because of the marble. It was, it was just too good of a, a place to, to loot. And the older gentleman says, ah, you, you don't know the story as well as I do. And then a third uh, person down the bar, a young lady, long brown hair, kind of tied up in a bun. She's wearing uh, workman type clothes. It looks like she just got out of a bake shop. She says, well, I had heard that the wizard had a green dragon as a pet. And that's how he destroyed everything and took over the, the Purbeck mine. And the three of them get to arguing. And Dorveen looks at you and says, I, maybe I, I should have known. The, the stories over the centuries just turn to mush. They're, they are told and retold, but the, that was the last time the Brookstone Hold was ever occupied, was, was many, many centuries ago. I believe if you found the hold and if it was cleansed of the evil, maybe it's worth the governor knowing. Maybe maybe the mine can be reopened. And at this point, the older gentleman says, not until you get rid of the dragon, not until you get rid of the wizard dragon. And they're like, no, it was a wizard. No, it was a dragon. And they get to arguing again. So either there is an incredibly powerful wizard, an incredibly powerful dragon, or an even more powerful wizard who has a dragon in his bay. Or Either way, it sounds like it was a lot of art. powerful wizard who also is a dragon. Right. I think what we're dealing with is a is a dragon. Yeah. And who can who can change form into human? Goddamn player versus character knowledge. Damn it. <laughs> is that a thing? Player versus character knowledge? Well, player versus character knowledge is definitely a thing. Roll me a history check. All of us or All of you. Okay. Sure, why not? Now that these stories have been told, you guys have been talking about dragons. Holy shit! <laughs> Twenty-one. I didn't, I didn't do good in history. Twenty-two. Player knowledge, indeed. Okay, so Carlton. Fifteen. Travancore. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. And Bernie. Three. Bernie, you basically ask, is that a thing? Dragons can just turn into people. Is that a thing? Uh, Carlton, Travancore, and Jonathan, you all know that yes, especially adult dragons can turn into pretty much anything they want it's usually something that the the metallic dragons do because they because they're the good dragons they tend to try to stay a little more undercover they try to be a little more subtle they're not so egotistical to want everybody to know they're dragons but it is something that a powerful enough being like a dragon can very easily do you also all know that it is possible for a wizard to just change their shape into a dragon that's it's some something... maleficent shit right there yeah I, it's something druids can do if they're a high enough level it's um it is it's a spell actually jonathan that you you think you could learn with enough training and time is to be able to polymorph into another being yes yes i it's an advanced spell not in my school but i could definitely learn it if necessary yep and while it's not quite the same as being a dragon especially an older dragon, it's it's still pretty powerful. Now that the story's been told and you've heard the arguments, you definitely remember hearing versions of this story over the last couple of, of weeks and of the few months that you've been here. It's been one of those local legends that every time you hear it has changed just slightly. So it's practically impossible to know what's true, what's false, what's made up, what's exaggerated. Have we ever heard any version of the story where it was a metallic as opposed to a chromatic dragon? No, actually, that's one of the few things. If there's a dragon involved in the story, it always seems to be a green dragon. Uh, all of the stories involve a wizard. 
whether the wizard is a dragon in disguise or has a dragon as a pet. Um, but they all kind of involve an older wizard. That, and actually the name of the wizard comes to you. Uh, Wedragod is the name of the wizard. And you do know that they all involve the fort and a very successful mine in the area. And that there's probably a lot of gold and jewels and gems. And this was centuries ago. Okay, while they've been like kind of like talking amongst themselves about what they know... I just rolled a stealth check, 16. Okay. I go and I stealthily get the magic jug. Or the, yeah, magic jug. The, the what is it, what we call it? Miracle, Miracle jug. jug. Miracle jug. Yeah, I get it. I don't need it for me. I just go up to it and I whisper, mayonnaise. Oh. No. I think 16 stealth should be enough to do that. Go ahead and roll me a perception check if you can see, see if what. See if I can see her coming? If you can hear or see what she just did. All right. I did it, though. It can't stop it. Uh, That is 21 after my proficiency. I did it. I snuck up. <laughs> Bernie, you come <laughs> walking up. You think everybody's kind of enraptured with this story. You reach out to take the jug in your hands. No, to I'm not taking it. I'm just whispering. Uh, you do need to be holding the jug. Well, whatever. In order to activate it, you do need to be holding it. And you reach out. You can see it just just right there. Just right there. And Carlton just kind of reaches over and gently bats your hand away. No. Like, not even no. really looking. He just, so, he no. just think, bats your hand away. I did pretty good on that stealth check. He should just know it happened. But I did better. Yeah, you can catch me in the act. I still get to do the act. I think I should still get to do the act. In this case, because he beat you in the roll, he catches you before you do it. Damn it. That's okay. That doesn't mean you can't try again. Next time, when we get together for another game of Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, thank you all for joining us. I'm going to finish my beer, and I'm going to go play Halo. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or at our host podcast, at Glibshark, or www.glibshark.com. And see you next encounter.